This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise, and I am joined by Rachel Thomas, Caleb Holgerson, and Aaron Gentry, everyone. Hello. That was the crowd. I don't know. I just felt like doing that. That's great. That's a great crowd. Uh, So we are nearing the end of a series that we've been doing here on Mercy Talk on emotional health. And I don't know about you guys, but it has kicked me in the backside a little bit, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in this season of time that we are in. And as I'm just even looking at what we're going to be talking through today, I'm like, man, why are we going to talk about stuff that like (laughs) is hitting me right where I am right now? Like literally right where I am. So I hope that as helpful and um, as challenging as, as this has been for me, that it's been the same for all of you listening. Um, and really just, you know, been kind of an encouragement. Again, I just think that the timeliness of this series in the middle of what we're walking through as a country, as a world, um, has just been really important because emotions are running wild right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to work running wild. And, you know, I think sometimes it's just been good for us to think about, like, a lot of times we've just tried to, like, stuff down or ignore or run away from, you know, different things that we feel and, or we just discount them as like, well, those are bad emotions. I don't need to feel those things. And I just think that this series has been really good in helping us to unpack a variety of emotions, mm. you know, what the benefits of those emotions are, the good things that you really can get out of feeling those things and processing those things and what's on the other side of those. Um, and so I don't know, it's just been, it's just been helpful for me yeah. uh, personally, but um, I just, I think it's also important to remember that, you know, I mean, scripture talks about how, the Lord has made us like whole people, mind, yeah. heart, soul. And when we allow our feelings and those emotions that come up in us to lead us to depending on Christ, processing those things with Christ, going to Christ with the needs that those emotions inform us of, we're going to live just honestly just more rich lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think what's been really interesting, and again, we've, we've been basing um, all of this series um, on a lot of the concepts that are introduced in Ship God's book, Voice of the Heart. Um, and one of his biggest things is that, you know, there's this long list of emotions and um, not a long list. He has eight. He lists. Yeah. <laughs> just, just eight emotions. You know, not a long list. There's it <laughs> down to eight. And seven of the eight are emotions that we would look at and we would go, those are bad emotions. Those are negative emotions. And he reframes all of them and says, no, here's the good side of each of those emotions that we usually categorize as bad. So with that being said, today, talking about anger. The most fun. The most fun. The most fun. And definitely the one that would people would characterize as negative and bad. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, anger. I think it's important, you know, as we dive into um, this topic to kind of make sure we know the difference between anger and rage right so we don't want to like mix up things like that um 
so rage is actually an impaired emotion, meaning it's uh, the rejection or suppression of other emotions. It's important to note that you know, anger and we can split those into uh, into two separate categories, and we'll dive yeah. deeper into that in a minute. Yeah. Um, good. Another thing to note: anger gets confusing sometimes. Um, it's almost always tied to another emotion in the sense that uh, you may express anger, but you're actually angry about your loneliness or angry mm. about your fear or about the shame you feel. I think uh, Melanie's going to talk about that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the last thing that makes anger, you know, kind of a confusing emotion is that um, a lot of us lump that in lump anger in with mm -hmm. sin or our mm -hmm. sinful nature. Mm -hmm. Because of that, we, we try to suppress it and push it away. Uh, however, uh, scripture tells us another story because uh, even Jesus was angry and he was angry, obviously, without sin. We see that when he had his temple tantrum, when he turned over the, <laughs> the, the tables. In temple, the temple tantrum. Temple tantrum. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's the, a pastoral phrase. That's right. I've used that's, that before. <laughs> yeah. So. When he turns over the temples and or turns over the temples, turns over the tables in the temple <laughs> yeah. and addresses the Pharisees about you know keeping the law but not caring about those around them. So let's talk about what anger actually is. Woo! Yes, let's talk about what anger actually is. Is <laughs> <laughs> so packed. Like you think of the most you know condensed suitcase you could buy, and you open it, and I feel like there was just like new compartments and new like things to discover every chapter and every podcast that we dug in to listen to you know research for this it was just mind-blowing but i will say i feel like i feel like this was the most surprising to me in a good way like the others i mean they were surprising in good ways too but maybe even like empowering i don't know if, if that's okay to say mm. um and and i'll tell you why so so we're talking about what anger actually is and anger is the feeling. We're not talking about rage here. Caleb kind of clarified some of that for us before, but when we're talking about what, you know, at the, at the root, anger is the feeling that shows us essentially really what we care about the most. It's the check engine light that shows us when we need, you know, we need to be paying attention to, I'm willing to speak and be truthful to what's happening inside me to, to live the life I was made to live. And if you think about it, that makes a lot of sense when you think about what makes you angry, right? Like, um, what are you very, what injustices move you to action? Um, at the end of the day, anger is the ultimate vulnerable feeling because it shows us what matters to us the most. And Chip Todd in the book calls us the full-hearted participation. Um, but the, this was the thing I thought was really interesting and empowering was the gift that anger leads us to is passion and this made a lot of a lot of sense you know as Caleb kind of set up those examples of Jesus when he was in the temple and when he was speaking to the Pharisees passion is very closely related to anger because it's the willingness to be in pain for something that matters more than the pain itself wow. and of course that is Jesus right like he went to the cross mm -hmm for us because he knew, you know, the Bible says for the joy set before him because he knew he was gonna be, eventually, we were gonna be united with him. And so, again, going back to that thought of, okay, so what moves me to action? Like, what makes me angry enough? Again, we're not talking bursts and fits of rage and we'll 
dive into that in a second, but what makes me get out of my chair and like want to go do something about it? And that was eye-opening because it kind of really, <laughs> like it, I just kind of mentioned before, it showed and revealed, you know, what matters to me, like what, what really is important to me. So I thought that was a really interesting. I don't know if you guys thought that was interesting as well, but I, my mind was kind of blown by that. Yeah. Oh, that is so, so good. I, I mean, I had definitely not, like you, Rachel, thought about anger as a positive that leads to passion. Like that's mm-hmm. the gift that anger has. And um, passion is something, um, I don't know about anybody listening. I don't know about you guys. I was going to say in the room, but I guess I'll say in the Zoom. <laughs> oh, in, ooh, man. Yes. Oh, I know. In the, the Zoom. Today. I don't know about. <laughs> man, that's good. Yeah, yeah. The temple tantrum <laughs> in the Zoom. That was good. That was good. Um, I don't know about you guys, but passion is something I remember specifically, probably college and right after college, having the exact thought, I wish I was passionate about something Mm because I could see other people who had this great passion that they were so excited about. Um, Like even right now uh, in quarantine, I've watched a few documentaries. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if you guys have been going through some things you've wanted to watch but haven't um i watched the documentary on mr rogers get into it during quarantine it's really good and the reason it's really good is because mr rogers had a passion Mm -hmm. he had something he cared about so deeply that kids emotions would be valued and that kids would be valued Mm -hmm. for what they said and Mm -hmm. how they felt and so if you look at the documentary he did something that was very unprecedented for the time Mm -hmm. he saw tv as a positive way to share not something to monetize and he he risked a lot you know rachel was talking about how um, passion is something where you're saying it's worth it even for the pain he risked looking a complete fool. Now, looking back, we don't think he's a fool at all because he followed his passion, Mm -hmm. but he really risked a lot to do what Mm -hmm. he felt that passion to do. So I saw that and I'm like, man, I really want that passion. But I think there's one that I know everybody on this Zoom can relate to. Um, The other person I thought of, Nancy Alcorn, our founder and president of Mercy Multiplied. She was angry about something and it led to passion Um, like that's as I was reading this I'm like that's undeniable I don't know if you everyone who's listening knows Nancy Alcorn's story but she started out working in juvenile detention centers she went and worked for the government um, working with families and seeing what was happening before kids got into the juvenile detention center and then she started having just a lot of encounters talking and thinking and witnessing abortion and it made her angry. And that anger instead of it leading to rage and she's throwing a pity party and putting it to the side she said no I am going to do something. And boom, here we are, four residential homes, outreach services to impact other helpers, so much going on because of her passion. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I've really longed for. So Rachel, what I think you basically just said is that whenever I take time to process and listen to my anger, it can actually lead me to finding my passion. Yeah, for sure. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, at least that's what I took home from it. (laughs) Hey guys, Rachel here. We're going to get back into some more practical tools in just a second, but for a minute, I wanted to remind you that if you know of somebody who needs to hear this message of hope and peace found only in Jesus, you can share it with them, whether on Facebook, Instagram, through text message, however it works best for you. Social distancing does not have to disconnect us. We'd also love to hear from you in the coming weeks. So if you have specific questions or topics you'd like to hear us cover during this COVID-19 crisis, we're going to stay fluid and flexible and break away from our normally scheduled series. So send us a message at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. 
And finally, I'm sure you already know, but Mercy Talk is a donor-funded podcast. So if you're able to give in this turbulent time, you can do so by going online at mercymultiplied.com. This not only helps us to continue sharing free content and resources like this, but helps us to share the message of hope and healing found only in Jesus Christ with those in our residential counseling program. In Keys to Freedom, our very last week of Keys to Freedom, we just talk about like God giving you vision for your life. And yes. um, and one of the things that we encourage people to start thinking there's like, what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. And the question we ask them to process in the book is what makes you angry? Like what is happening oh. in the world today that makes you angry? Um, so like that's a leading question to discovering your passion. And that's like, I don't know how many times I've heard Nancy speak at, you know, different events or conferences, and she's constantly saying, pay attention to what makes you angry, pay attention, like, that's her, that's, that's her thing, so, yeah, it makes sense. Even hearing you say that, I'm like, I have, there's definitely a reason I haven't found my passion, I avoid being angry, like the plague, um, I don't know if you guys, uh, would agree, but I, I like to think of myself as a pretty joyful person, uh, just trying to be smiley, you know, yeah, joy is kind of where I want to be. So like if I was in if I was on in inside out. Yes, yeah. we've been referencing inside out emotions and the little yeah. control panel in my brain. Yeah. I think that the person leading the control panel, I would hope would be joy. Yeah, I got you, girl. So, yes. Yeah. And yes. And, and joy kind of like joy in the movie, she tells sadness, "Get away." I think my joy is like anger. Move aside. Get away. <laughs> don't don't touch the panel. Get yes. out. Yes. <laughs> Stay joyful. <laughs> and and so whenever I do experience rage, uh, anger, I mistake it. I mistake rage for anger. Mm. I think a lot of us think when we think about anger, we actually think about rage and it's this explosive bite your head off. Um, I'm talking that little anger guy in the inside out panel pushes every other emotion to the side and goes, <laughs> and is yes. like, I am coming. Um, and so anytime I have that was a really very bad, dramatic, like replaying of that scene, it's like, I, like I was watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the movie Inside Out a lot. Also recently on the quarantine list. So we'll move along. But, uh, you know, it does. It just takes over, bite your head off, explosive rage. And then after that rage, instead of getting back and finding out what I'm angry about, I just push it all away. Mm. I'm like, nope, don't, don't want to don't experience that again. That, that felt terrible to be in that kind of vulnerable place. Even rage is vulnerable. Anger is vulnerable, but rage and, and just push it aside yeah. um, and just be like, nope, nope, nope. So what's interesting actually is that in voice of the heart chip dodd doesn't define the impaired version you know we talked about the gift of an emotion so this one would be passion Mm -hmm. the impaired version of anger is actually not defined as rage like we would think it's defined as depression yeah that's interesting whoa yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was really really weird for me that was definitely weird for me and i'm still like "Mm." Gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta think through this one a little yeah. bit. Um, and here's the good thing about this book. It just makes you think. Yeah. Throw some stuff out there that makes you go, what? Yeah. It, it yeah. just, it's just a, it's helpful in that way. It doesn't mean like that we completely su- or subscribe the right word, to everything mm-hmm. he says. It's just okay. a really thought provoking thing. So like with this one, this whole idea of depression being the impaired expression of anger mm-hmm. is very interesting to me because usually people relate like when you think about depression you think about sadness you think about loneliness you think mm-hmm. about like ah, you know but like I, you don't usually think about anger in comparison to, I mean comparing those and so if 
if you really think about it, and I did have to really think about this, if depression kind of at its core is like suppressing our emotions, then I can see how this can all play out because, I mean, first of all, our willpower to suppress our emotions and what's going on inside of us, let's be honest, like it's not gonna last very long. And at some point, something's gonna blow. And often what's gonna blow, it's gonna be that rage. It's gonna be that rage that comes out. And so he talks about depression being, (laughs) you know, the impaired version, but then it expresses itself as rage. And I'm like, okay, I can see how those things all like, work together that's a lot of what I experienced too you know yeah like I was it's it's I was angry and I'm like no get away get that away especially after it expressed itself as rage so maybe I was depressing putting those away for a long time and then it just pops off yeah yeah, yeah. and that's the I mean I feel like that's how we function as a society as a culture as a general rule we don't want to feel all our feelings we don't want to do that we want to numb out we want to avoid like that's just a normal thing Mm -hmm. um and so like either we again we either do suppress them or we ignore them in hopes that they're just going to somehow like disappear anyway (laughs) if someone has ever experienced that where they actually just disappear let me know how you did that because like it just doesn't work that way it doesn't happen they're going they're going to stick around they're going to come out and so the result of that obviously being that once we stuff and once we try to push away, it's going to come out. It's going to end up the right person at the right time with the right circumstance. Rage is around the corner for you. For you. And so I witnessed this happen through my experience, which I've shared this on a, a few previous podcasts, but my husband and I went to a counselor for a while, Sage Hill Counseling here in Nashville, which is founded by Chip Dodd. And so all the counselors at Sage Hill, they use, I mean, Voice of the Heart is like their Bible. <laughs> Bible but, but I mean, like it, the eight core emotions are sitting on the table in front of us at every single session and everything that we would share, he'd be like, I need to know what you're feeling with that. What did that make you feel? How did that mm. make you feel? What did you feel? And if we said, it made me feel weird. He's like, that's not one of the eight emotions, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And so like, we had to, we had to always have that in front of us. And it was amazing how many times we would relay a story or something that's going on right now. And he would say, well, what, how does that make you feel? And our response would be, well, angry. Cause that's one of the emotions, you know? And he'd be like, eh, keep trying. And you know, once we really thought through and processed it, we'd be like, oh yeah, no hurt. That's crazy. Or like, oh yeah, no, it was fear. Like it was something else or nope. A lot of times shame. I was feeling shame. It came out as what I would categorize as anger, but it was actually just rage. Mm, Like, yeah, it was just all of these suppressed emotions of fear, shame, hurt, loneliness. It was all of those suppressed emotions coming out as rage. Like, and that just happened. Like it was, it was crazy to me how many times we thought what we were feeling was anger and it was actually just suppressed emotions. Wow. Um, and so I just like in saying that, I just think it's so, 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 so important. And we've said this in some of our other episodes, but like you have got to take a step back every once in a while and actually name what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what you're feeling, I think Erin, we talked about this at one point because you're like, I'm a seven. That's not uh-huh. my thing. I don't know. I don't think <laughs> I about do what I'm feeling, know. you know? Um, but like, if you don't know, and if that's a difficult thing for you to be able to name it, like ask the Lord, he's pretty, 
he's pretty in tune with you. Like yeah. he knows what you're feeling and he will help bring that to light so that you can own the emotion so that you can be vulnerable and work through it. Otherwise, like I've said, rage is right around the corner. Um, and we can't expect other people to know what's going on inside of us. We can't expect other people to process our emotions for mm-hmm. us. It's work that we have to do with the Holy Spirit. Um, and if we don't, it's not only going to affect us, but it's going to affect the people that we love the most and that love us the yeah, most. Yeah, and, and I will say on that, as somebody who has had trouble knowing what I feel, um, it's a lot of times I didn't put the work in. Like I didn't yeah. take the time just to ask what is this emotion? What is this expression? Like, why did I become enraged? Or Mm -hmm. why do I not feel as joyful right now? I just wouldn't take the time. I thought the expected thing of a Christian is just to be joyful. So I'm not Mm -hmm. going to explore anything else um, Mm -hmm. in that. So you're right. I need to put the work in. Well, if anyone listening uh, is like Aaron and finds themselves suppressing emotions. <laughs> You're not only alone. Aaron, no. <laughs> only Aaron. We're with you. Suppressing it's all good. anger. There must be more. You know, maybe you're looking around at what's going on in the world and, you know, you know, losing jobs, people getting sick, things like that. And you're angry about that. There's, you know, some things that I think really practically you can do right now mm-hmm. um, to process that. So first, uh, start with, you know, get alone with God, get alone with the Holy Spirit and ask him to show you, uh, you know, what you're angry for in this season, you know, and what's it leading you towards? What action steps uh, do you feel you need to take? You know, a couple examples of those might be like, you know, maybe your your anger is going to lead you to create some sort of community, whether online or in person when all of this is over. Uh, maybe your anger is going to lead you to, you know, have a vulnerable conversation with someone. Uh, maybe somebody that, you know, the relationship's a little rocky and you need to save that with a vulnerable yeah. conversation. You mm-hmm. know, uh, maybe you're led to, you know, learning or practicing a skill because uh, the Lord has, you know, uh, awoken some dreams mm-hmm. in your Part during this mm-hmm. season. So start there. Start with getting along with God and asking some questions about, you know, what to do with what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, you know, do some digging in Scripture to find uh, where you know anger exists without sin. You know, mm-hmm. you know reading Ephesians that you know uh, in your anger don't you know, don't sin. But you know, of course, I already mentioned Jesus. You know, turning the tables in Matthew chapter 21, but. You know, where else is there yeah. anger? Is there righteous anger? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where, where can you find that in scripture? So spend time with the Lord and spend time in scripture to find where anger exists. That's yeah, something. that's so good. Actually taking the anger of emotion and, or the anger and saying it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, We have to yeah. redefine that. Yeah. I need to redefine that. Yeah, no, I, girl, you're not alone. I mean, we're with you. And as we were even working through this podcast for today, thinking about um we knew you would need this i did we knew so you prepared it for you this This quarantine of um talking about that rage just remembering back to this week a couple times when i really just kind of almost explode well i didn't almost i did i exploded on my youngest daughter and they talk about this about that wanting to maintain control and wanting every you know it's you wanting to hold on to to um, the situation without getting vulnerable and working through it. Um, and it's that quick fix. And so yes. as while we're talking, I was just convicted. And I mean, I mended things with my sweet youngest, but I mean, just again, reminded that, um, okay, let's take a step back and ask for help. Hey, that is actually a quote from Daniel Tiger. 
which was derived from Mr. Rogers. So, <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, it all goes back to Fred Rogers. It does. It comes back around. So, anyways, I hope this was encouraging to you um, that the Lord sees you, He knows you, He loves you. Um, we may try to hide from Him, but it says in Psalm 131, 131, 139, there's nowhere we could go or hide that He cannot see us or find us. Yeah. So, just encourage you um, to lean into that today and to be honest with him um, and to not suppress or depress those emotions um, because it not only harms you, but it harms those who love you around you. So we hope you will join us next week back here on Mercy Talk. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.